For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 61. Woo! And oh, here we go. There it is. We got three of us on tonight. Yeah. Minimum number. Three's company. Oh, yes it is. Six a crowd when it comes to our podcast, right? We never do six. Six is excessive. Yeah. But five. We will do five. That's a sweet spot. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, you got uh, Kyle, Jamie, and the one, the only, Zach. Hi. How are you? Oh. Hey, hi. Oh, well, we're hmm. doing pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. That's good. Thanks for asking, actually. Well, you're welcome. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a Tuesday. It hey, is a Tuesday. Don't, don't pull back the curtain too far. We don't want the, we don't want the listeners to know everything about how this, yeah, the magic happens. We record these the morning that they're released. Right. They actually go out live, technically. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah. Anytime you listen, we're actually just sitting there. We have to redo the whole episode. We have to go through the whole gambit again because it's always live. Right. Exactly. So first caller. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll sit and wait. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, yeah. But anyways, people have just been loving on the street sharks. Uh, who wouldn't? But now we decided to get back into new, movies. New cycle, yeah. New cycles. End of the bad movie cycle that I tricked you guys into doing because I said it was an action cycle. Yeah, you called it, it action packed. Nah, it was mostly bad movies. It was action packed, but uh, mostly it was all bad movies. Yeah, and they it was all... great, but we got a little tired of that. A little break with the Street Sharks, and back into what would you say this cycle is? Good. good this movies? is classical movies, yeah, man. Classic movies. But That's we can't also forget that people have also been really enjoying the Simpsons episode. That's good. Uh, but yeah, no, one thing, listening to the Street Sharks, I realized something that I, I think there was an obvious name for the submersible that, oh, we yeah? have that comes off of the wet floater. What's that? The Merv. Oh, the Merv. Yeah. Classic. It's a Hop play. in the Merv. Yeah. yeah. It's a play off of, of my multiple times that I misspeak about different things. I never remember much about the movies, even though I'm recapping them. And I called the submersible in sub down, the Merv. And everyone was like, you're dumb. And I was like, thank you. That's why they call me the ointment. Oh, that's right. I got to update your name. <laughs> yeah. Goody, goody, good. Uh, yeah. All right. So, shall, Zach, yeah, it's up yeah. to you, man. Should we get into this thing right now or should we Wait. banter a little more? Wait. Wait for it. Now it's time. Oh, it's not quite time yet. Oh, man. Because we also have to wait, wait, wait for it. <laughs> Still waiting. There it is. Oh. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, 
Kyle El Capitan and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Wow. Yeah, that took a while. You're, uh, you're right on it. You're my just, bad. I. Oh, yeah. Johnny I'm, on the spot right there. You could hear my. I didn't even have the volume turned on on my premium sound effect machine. Right. Uh, that's what the beep was. Right. Premium. Well, anyway. Better than mine. Yeah. Zach, what did we watch this week? We watched a nice little classic film from the World War II era, Crash Dive. And this is the second time that we've done a movie in close proximity to another movie with that exact same title. Because we just watched Crash Dive, what, like four weeks ago or something? We watched Crash Dive, Crash Dive 2, and now Crash Dive. Yeah, (laughs) one of my favorite things that that I found in the trivia on IMDb about this 1943 World War II era um, film about submarines was they went out of the way to say, uh, oh, by the way, um, this is not in any way related to Crash Dive 1996. It's like, oh, okay, thanks. I was put that on this? Yeah, on the trivia for this, they were like, that is not a remake. The sequel Crash Dive 2 is not a sequel to the remake of this film. Like, they're unrelated. It's like, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) No kidding. Michael Dudikoff was not remaking the 1943 film Crash Dive. He could have, though. Yeah, he could have 100% started in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spoiler alert for later. No, I'm joking. I don't have a <laughs> oh. Michael So, anyways, this is, like we mentioned, in older film, it is classic, as these next movies will be. From 1943, directed by Archie Mayo, starring Tyrone Power as oh, yeah. the... Stalkerish Lieutenant no. Ward Stewart. Uh, Stewart. That's that's that may be even being nice to what he does. It is. <laughs> it is being nice. <laughs> Ann Baxter as the love interest as Jean Hewlett. Dana Andrews as Lieutenant Commander Dewey Connors. And James Gleason as Chief Mike Mac McDonald. Dun, dun, is he your favorite character? Dun. You're really giving no. him a big intro. Well, I don't know. You know, just. When you get to like the last guy, you got to do it. Yeah. Uh, so this film actually did win an Oscar mm-hmm. for you know. Do you know what it is, Zach? Oh, I looked it up on Wikipedia. Isn't it? It's not. It's not sound, isn't it? Wasn't it no. for like oh, no, no, some no. sort of effects? I think or something. Yes. Yeah. Best effects. Yeah. 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 Just straight up. Yeah. And I could. I could see that. We'll get get into it. Yeah. I could see it too. 1943 film. It looked pretty cool. A lot of the stuff they were doing. Yeah. It it looked good. Yes. We'll we'll talk about that yeah. for hours. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. For the next three Buckle hours, up. sit down and listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As we go with scene by scene <laughs> through everything. All right, let's get into this, man. All righty. So we open. There's a uh rescue boat kind of like just like floating around the ocean. You're like, help what the us. fuck is this? Help, help, help. Is this a submarine going to go blow these survivors out of the water? I hope so. I hope they ram them. Unfortunately, we see a bunch of PT boats come along and, oh, never mind. I guess these people are going to get rescued. Whatever. And they come along and they're like, hey, get onto this PT boat. And then they were like, oh, shit, there's a submarine over there. And I'm like, oh, finally. And they're like, no, that's a bad submarine. We better go get it. And so they go like, Prisoners or uh, not prisoners, prisoners. <laughs> survivors get back in your boat. We're going after the submarine and they jet off in their PT boats. And this guy loves his PT boats. Let's don't, don't even get it wrong. Like yeah. he loves the maneuverability. The oh, speed. he, he gets a like, hard on for these things. Uh, he fucking loves PT boats. And he's like, I'm yeah. going to show this submarine. What's up 
with my new PT boat. He goes off. They're depth charging. It's kind of a small boat, and they're just like kind of throwing some depth charts over. Oh, yeah. They find this uh, submarine. Submarine can't maneuver away from it, and they depth charge it, blow it up, and he's all smiles. And I am all frowns because I'm like, whoa, you just yeah. destroyed the only sub- potentially the only submarine in this film, and we may have made a terrible mistake. Yeah. Anyways, there's like a picture in the newspaper, him being like celebrated. He's like, hooray. And this is Lieutenant Ward yes. Stewart. Yes. The, the, we'll just call, I don't know, the stalker. I don't know what you want to call him. Yeah, we could, well, eventually. We'll just yeah, call him we'll Ward. See. Yeah, yeah. He's he's kind of supposed to be, I guess, charming, but he just comes off a little is stalkery he? right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As for most of this film. Uh, so anyways, he gets a call to Washington and, or is it, yeah, it's to Washington, right? Yeah, somewhere like yeah. that. Or to wherever, New New London or wherever. Mm-hmm. And he goes there to see his uncle. And he's like, oh, it's so great to, you know, see you. I, this gives me some opportunity kind of to be able to see you. The guy, his his uncle's getting shipped out. He, he's heading to Washington. That's right. Yeah. He's like, oh, why'd you call me here? Uh, and he's like, well, how do you like your position? And he goes on and on about these PT boats. He's like, oh, shit. You can't even believe how great these things are. He goes on for like... Five minutes talking like, about how great it is. Yeah. And he's the guy, his uncle's like, well, but you've kind of loved everything. You're like, remember when you were on battleships and you said battleships were great? He's like, yeah, but a PT boat's like a battleship, but it's like faster or more maneuverable. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but you really also like submarines when you were on submarines for three? He's like, yeah, but it's like a submarine, except it's like faster. Yeah. And then he keep, they keep on saying how he loved everything that he's done. He yes. seems to be supposed to be like an all-star He's like really good at everything he's done. And so what they're saying is they need people for submarines. And he's like, wait, wait. Yeah. (laughs) I'd I'd much rather sink them than sail them. Yeah. And he is like, you should see his his face. Yeah. As he realizes what's happening, he's like, fuck. Like, I don't want to be on this submarine. Well, sorry. You know, do you, do you see me? I'm behind a desk. Do you think I want to be behind a desk? No, I want my dick out and I want to be on a submarine, but I can't be there. I got to be behind this desk because that's what the war needs. You know what the war needs from you? He's like, ah, shit. Needs me to be on a submarine, right? He's like, Ooh, yes. got him there. So he's like, fine, whatever. He's like, you're going to be an executive officer on the submarine. Uh, what was it called? Corsair? The Corsair? The Corsair. Yeah. And he's going to, they're going to, he's going to head to Connecticut to report, or he's in Connecticut now. He's, he's going to be reporting to it. Yeah. We flash over to the submarine that's going to be on, and the captain is pissed. Why? Oh, big time. Why is he pissed? They've been sitting in dock just watching subs go out boat after boat. They got brooms up on their thing. They've been sweeping away the enemy. The guys are even getting fat, he said. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. It's like not even going to fit in the submarine soon. Because they've been been stuck there because they are missing an XO. And us, the viewer, we're like, oh, boy. We know what's going to happen. Oh, shit. (laughs) So anyways, he's like, you "You know what? You guys all wait here. I'm going to go get an XO. So he goes, he storms off. And out comes the, you know, commander or whatever. And he's like, commander, you fucking give me an XO now. And the commander's like, fine, he's right here. And he's like, oh, shit. Really? Where's, he's yeah. like, that worked? Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and he's super excited because he's like, oh, man, I'm going to, we're going to be shipping The captain out. is excited. Yeah, captain's like jazzed mm-hmm. because he's like, we're finally going to ship out. But the XO, the new XO, our, guy, our boy Ware, he's like, I actually need... Uh, a little time to do a personal errand. But this was also funny because he's like, the Captain Dewey is talking to him like, oh, are you excited? He's like, this is actually a big disappointment after right. my last boat. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> like, was, oh my that, gosh. That was one of the quotes I wrote down was because that cracked me up. He's like, yeah, this will be quite the letdown. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so good. <laughs> just starting like a new job. That's how you walk in. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, this will be a letdown. This pretty much blows. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can you do? Yeah. Oh, can I cut I guess in I'm real stuck quick? It. Yeah, cut, can in, I yeah. cut in because we're doing this live. We said right, so the so the so our listeners right, need to hear the news. What's the news? Two zero Blue Jackets. Oh no! Oh. Yeah, so Bruin, Bruin's playing Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets up two zero. Damn it. Anyways, um, so anyways, he he starts to head off now. What the viewers don't realize if they haven't watched the 1943 crash dive um, is these two characters. When I'm first introduced to them, I was had a very difficult time telling them apart. They look the exact same. They look very similar. They're just tall, classically handsome guys with bra- like black hair. So black, like just, slick down hair yeah. Yeah. with the chiseled chin. Yeah. Yep. And like, even if you look at the movie poster. Yeah. They look the same. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, because then the guy, the captain's like, I'm going to run an errand for a couple hours. You know, you take command to presumably like someone. I think there's another character named Brownie. Probably Brownie's in charge or something. So anyways, we switch over to a train station. Jean Hewlett is coming out. She's got a bunch of girls with her because she works at a boarding school. And they're getting to a train. And surprise, surprise, there's a guy there to meet him. I was like, "Oh, this is this is our boy Wares, like Ward, Ward. Sorry, Wards. Yeah, saying the names wrong. Uh, Wards, uh, you know, girl. This was what he wanted to. This is why he needed a weekend leave. Yeah. So they're talking. He's got like a present for her. She's like, "Oh, we're heading to Washington." She's like, "Oh, come with me. Don't you have some time?" And he's like, "No, we're shipping out soon." I got to stay. And I was like, oh, well, what is he doing for the rest of the week? I, I was so confused at this point. I yeah. Was like, I, I don't understand. I thought he had the whole weekend off. I, okay, well, whatever. Uh, and she's, she's heading off to Washington and, and he seems, he forgets to give her the present and it goes on away. I'm like, oh, that was weird. And then they're on the train and all the girls are there going to sleep. They're going to, you know, going to bed before, as they're heading towads Washington. It's like a sleeper car. Yeah. And she heads into bed and oh, oh, oh there's a guy in there. And I was like, oh, he tricked her. Because he, yeah. Yeah, he got on the train and now he's like surprising her. But it was also weird because you, <laughs> I, <laughs> I had no idea who these people were. I, I like, didn't either. This is so crazy. I don't understand. Because you happened. literally see the train pull off yeah. and he's waving yep. and they go and then he's in bed. Then he's in bed. And I'm like, oh, they're, what, how funny. That's like a funny yeah. way to do it. But guess what? It's the other guy. It's the other person. But they look <laughs> the exact same. And I was like, so this, and then, and then I was like, okay, it must have been the captain at the train station and this is where and this is why he needed the or sorry ward and this is why he needed his weekend off so i finally sorted everything out on what's going on and so she's getting into bed seems to not notice that this guy's here and eventually turns over and is like oh and he's like There's a man oh. in my bed and he's like oh why hello and he is the smarmiest motherfucker i've ever seen yes. in my life because she's like get out of my bed and he's like it's actually my bed and then eventually he realizes it's not his bed I didn't know if he did this on purpose or something. It yeah. Seemed, it seemed like from later implications, <laughs> it seems like he creeped into her bed. <laughs> it's the upon implication. Uh. And then purposefully or pretended to have made a mistake. That seems to be what happened. <laughs> oh, this guy's a grease ball. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she's like, get out of my bed. He keeps on forgetting stuff in the bed. You know, that classic thing where you forget something at the apartment or something. I was like, yeah. Whatever it's classic. And <laughs> keeps on forgetting stuff. And she refuses to say good, good night to him. And so he gets fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously who wouldn't? Duh. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So anyways, they go to bed. 
they end up in Washington. He kind of, or sorry, they end up at breakfast and he's kind of like, Hey, I'm, I know a bunch of people. I know lots of people in Washington. You know, he's doing that whole thing. I know like yeah. a ton of people don't even worry about it. Uh, but I could totally help you get a hotel there. And she's like, fuck off. I'm like, yeah, you don't know me. I'm like basically engaged. So like, get out of here. And so she leaves and he's even more pissed now. He's like, what the fuck is happening right now? And they, <laughs> he's like, I'm so hot. Who wouldn't want a piece of right. this? So they get to Washington. She has a super hard, she's having an impossible time getting a hotel room. He's like a hot shot, comes from clearly a lot of money. That was yeah. another, another implication when he met the captain was like, the captain has like a crumpled up cigarettes. He's got this like fancy cigarette case, like clear. And he went to whatever, Annapolis and stuff. So he's, it's clearly, he has money. And, you know, the people on the submarine, they don't come from money. They're more like the, what do they call pig sailors or whatever they say? I don't know. Pig, pig I'm not men. trying to, out, I'm not out here trying to cut people down, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, and so he talks to like the management of the hotel and is like, tell her I checked out. And so, and then give her the room. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. He's like leaving. So he's like doing this thing. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Cause then he leaves his shit up in this hotel room goes up and basically I think the term would be gaslights her makes her feel like she did something wrong in order to get a date out of it. Cause he's like, how dare you move into my hotel room? I'm getting detectives up here. And she's like, no, 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 I'll do anything. I'll do anything. He's like, he's like Oh, really? Anything? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'll do anything. Just don't kick us out. And he's like date tonight. She goes, this is blackmail. And he's like, well, and he like shrugs his shoulders. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a criminal. What's going on here? Dude, if only getting dates was that easy, man. It's like, a, this is a, our main character is a fucking creeper, like criminal. Yeah. I think weird. Zach put it best when he said greaseball. Oh, big time. He tricks her. He totally tricks her. And it seemingly he even says, or one of the things he says is like, you never said goodnight to me. You never took my, you didn't take my offer to help you get a room. Yeah. And now here you are stealing my room. So you got to go on a date with me. And then obviously, yeah, that equates to a date, I guess. Yeah. And then she's like, in the 40s, she's like, fine. And he's like, uh, I'll take you out. I'll be, be, have you back by midnight, but we're going to a party. And she's like, okay, fine. They go to the party. And of course, him being like the hot shot who knows everyone who's like uncle is like an admiral or some shit. And like, oh, yeah. Clearly, eventually we find out his like grandma's loaded. He comes from all this money and takes her to this fancy thing. And she is like, gets her drunk on champagne, keeps on pouring champagne into her glass. And she's like, oh, I'm a little tipsy from the champagne. And there's so many famous people here. I'm having a wonderful time. And then they smooch. Oh, yeah. Which is clearly the end goal was not smooching. That's all. No, no, no. But then he's like, oh, shit. He really he really shuffed her, didn't he, Kyle? (laughs) <laughs> oh my word! That <laughs> that's that's our college roommate. And I don't know. You weren't supposed to say that. that it's not an actual term. No, he never did anything like yeah. that. <laughs> so, anyways, he he totally tricked her, but he got this kid. He got the smooch out of it. And gets her home at 3 a.m. What were they doing the whole time? Getting some late night Mickey D's or something? Dude, who knows? But at this time, the students are in that hotel room and they're freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh. Call the police. Yeah. So we're going to call the cops. This total creeps are just (laughs) clearly murdered our teacher. So (laughs) we should probably call the cops. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she finally gets home. She's like. They stumble in. Yeah. She's like, I had a great time. He wants to do a little more than smooching. And she kind of like 
puts the kibosh on that a little bit. Yeah. Oh, because I have all these of my students in the next yeah. room. Yeah. Scandalous. Super scandalous. Uh, but then the next morning, she jets. Oh, dude, she gives him the slip, man. Yeah. She's and he's out like, of there. He's like, where did she go? And he gets the the information that she's going back to this boarding school. And he's like, what good fortune. She lives in the same town as I live in. I'm on, and on this new crew of a submarine, and she is also in Connecticut. No way. What are the chances? So he goes directly there. There's a little Romeo thing calling up from the from the thing up to her window, like, oh, yeah. I'm down here now. Guess what? And At her like, work. And she's like, holy shit, my stalker's here. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I gotta get rid of him. And like everyone is like, whoa, he's like super hot. Can I go down and get rid of him? And she's like, fuck, fine. I'll go down. Yeah. And I'll get rid of this garbage man. And so. Dude, she basically tells him to F off yeah. in like 1940s style <laughs> language. Yeah. She says, fuck <laughs> off. And we're like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> That's why I want best effects. Because exactly. the, the visceral reaction <laughs> the audience got. Yeah. It's mostly for all the F-bombs that were being dropped. Yeah. They were like, that's that's an effect, and it's special. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and then uh, we see her at dinner. Yep. And now, who's she with? It's not the stalker grease guy. Mm-mm. It's the captain. Yeah, well, we already saw them. Yeah. Smooching out the, the train station. But this is where I finally put two and two together, right. that the captain wasn't the guy, or the, was the guy at the train. Right. Did she also agree at this point to go on another date with him? Yeah, she yeah. did. To, to, uh, yeah, the grease ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's playing the field real hard. Yeah, super hard. If you know what I mean. And, uh, you know, she. so at this dinner, she's like, we should get married. Because she's, you know what's happening here? What? She's got a little feelings. She's uh, feeling like maybe she's falling in love with this Aww. grease ball. And so she's like, fucking marry me. And guess what's the captain say? I can't. I gotta get promoted first. <laughs> like, oh, what? Yeah. Well, which is a, which is a little. Actually, good, what does he say? He's like, issue, I've been yeah. meaning to ask you that for weeks. Right. I really. She's. He's really wanted to marry her, but he needs another stripe because another stripe on his would mean a promote uh, a uh, a pay boost. Pay, pay boost. Yeah. And he'll be able to pay for like a house and a wedding and all kinds of stuff. He's basically he's, he's painted as being a little like boring, I guess, because he he worries about like the finances and stuff like that. But it really isn't it because he's like not rich, and then the other guy doesn't worry about finances because he's loaded. So that's not really like a great message. It's like yeah, of course you can be like a fun loving guy who doesn't worry about money because he has like a shitload of money. Yeah. So. Not a great lesson. No, it's not, it's not <laughs> I, the best. I didn't learn a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, he's like, no, I'm not going to marry you. She's like, oh shit, I'm going to have to go on this like date with, with the guy that I'm falling for. Right. And is this right? Does the date happen here or does it happen after? I think it maybe happens after. After they go off on their first tour or whatever. Now it's time to set sail. Yeah. That's what I think. I think it must happen or whatever. We'll get to the, the dates and stuff later. Yeah. Yeah. But now we're on the USS Corsair and we're getting some shots inside the sub, seeing what's going on, seeing life. And you know what? No, the date that did happens here. Does it? Yeah. Because remember he realizes, he realizes that the, the lady is the captain's girlfriend when they get back from this tour and they're eating, drinking all that milk and eating butter and shit. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> where right. they have like the milk. It's a funny sentence. Yeah. So anyways, and fresh vegetables and fresh vegetables. So yeah, no, anyways, before they set sail, they also go on a date, one more date where, you know, she feels like she's kind of falling in love because he, she's like, where are you, go- where are you taking me? She's like, 
um, he's like, uh, I'm taking you to like a special restaurant. They show up and it's actually his grandma's house. Yeah. His grandma is this randy old lady who is like super, has like talks all kinds of shit. She jokes all the time. She's great. She's actually my favorite character pretty much. There's also a butler who's like real weird, but like whatever. This I think is actually later. But this it's is fine. later? This is, yeah, this is after, but Jesus. it's fine. Oh, well, it's all, it's all mixed up in my head. It is. This part, I mean- but it is funny because when he takes her on this date, yeah. she's like, where are you taking me? I'm taking you to a roadhouse. <laughs> it's like, yeah, here we go. But it's not. It's just it, grandma's It's not house. roadhouse. Yeah. So should we save her for later or should we just say it right now? It's kind of basically it's just like a date. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. And the grandma is great and everyone loves the grandma. Well, she's, first she's like, Jean is pissed. Yeah. She's like, you took me here? Oh my gosh. Because she sees a photo of him in there. And She's the, like, but look at this house. My God, it's so huge. And then all of a sudden she is just... Like once she meets the grandma, she's loving it. Yeah, it's the so grandma funny. is like the the key. And then what's funny is that he <laughs> he like tells his grandma to get the hell out he's of like, there, get out of here. Also, he tells the late tells the girl or tells Jean, like, oh by the way, like when I tricked you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> earlier, you know, when I pulled that prank on you, it wasn't for like a long term thing. Like if you know what I mean, I was trying to just like mm-hmm, get it in, you know. Yeah. But now I'm like at legitimately have feelings for you. Craziness. And it gives her his ring or something. Yeah, you're right. This did happen. It's class ring. Yeah. This did happen later. It eh, did. Whatever. It's fine. I fucked it up. You blew it, man. Yeah. Anyways, you blew, you blew it. it. So anyway, back on the sub. Yeah. Now they're now they're setting sail. Yeah. Earlier in the movie. Earlier in the movie. Time yeah. travel. Yeah. It's um, pretty crazy. It's kind of like, we're we're doing this kind of like Pulp Fiction. It's fine. Right. It's out of order. Um. And we see the cob has to give some command, and he really looks like he's about to die yeah. from pushing a button. I didn't. I didn't. I don't necessarily love the side stories of these submarine ones. They always feel like they have to have some side characters who have like this, you know, big storyline. Here it was the cob plus the, this mess hall guy. Oliver, what was his name? Oliver or something? I'm not sure. Ollie. I can't remember. Yeah, but. Yeah, the, the, their relationship was a little odd. It was a little strange. So anyways, if his name is Ali, I can't even remember. But um, Look it up. he's like, okay, that cob looks like he's having a really hard time. I better follow hard, yeah. him. I better follow him back to his bunk. And then Cobb goes back there, takes some pills. And then the guy, after the cob leaves, he goes through his bag yeah. and he's like, look at these pills. They're nitroglycerin. And, and he's like, ask the guy, he's like, pharmacist? Why would you take nitroglycerin? And the guy's like, "Whoa, that's some pretty powerful drugs. If I knew someone who had a heart condition, I'd think I'd think twice about taking nitroglycerin." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay. Oh, wow, this is a really important storyline that I'm very invested in." Yeah. yeah. It never came to fruition. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, anyways, now the uh, now Ward, Mister Greasy, is talking in the con. About how this sub basically sucks, and they could have totally finished this patrol with a PT boat in no time. Yeah, and just keeps going on. He's like, He's like PT boats have thing. everything, whatever, except a waffle iron. And everyone's like, <laughs> and then the captain's like, oh shit, there's a boat. Yeah, they spot a freighter, yeah. and they go up and they start checking it out. It's got a Swedish flag. They're like, huh, that's weird. Look at those Swedes. I wonder- what these Swedish people are doing here? But they have a distress flag up too. Like, okay, maybe we'll we'll send some people over there. Would we'll get in that boat? Yeah. So yeah. they surface, 
they send a boarding party, I guess, yeah. to go and see what's going on. And they're like paddling, and, and Ward's probably saying like, oh, my fucking PT boat will go much faster than this raft. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, dude, you're totally right. This <laughs> <Yeah>. raft sucks. <laughs> and um, then in probably my favorite moment of, yeah. <laughs> of the movie, it's just so ridiculous. Why would like, they do it? Well, I don't even understand why they do why this. <laughs> like, they're flying the Swedish flag. And they're going to be like, take down the Swedish flag, put up that Nazi flag, baby. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> Shoots up the flagpole. They're like, "Oh no!" Because then it alerts everyone to do everything. They could have just yeah. kept that Swedish flag up, and they would have been totally taken by surprise. Instead, they're like, "Raise that Nazi flag!" And like, "Oh, there we go!" <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, but then like all a of bunch a sudden, of, it's like a false front to their boat and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, down. It flips down. down. They got yeah. cannons and all sorts of stuff all over this thing. So like, it's pretty oh, incredible. Raft, get back here real quick. And, and so they dude, turn around and they try to they 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 shoot back and forth for a while and eventually they are able to get on uh, back onto the boat and but they almost they, they almost almost left, the right? sub has to almost leave because yeah. they're taking fire like crazy yeah but then they're like oh they're almost here so let them on, on. yeah and they uh, crash dive as the name would tell us tell and they turn around and just sh- destroy this freighter oh, oh, oh yeah but there's a bunch of stuff right there's a bunch of um, Depth charges. Depth charges, and the captain gets knocked out. Remember, and so Ward has to take over as yeah. captain, and so he's the one who ends up. They also give firing. It, yeah, <laughs> during this scene while they're getting depth charged, they're like, "All right, everybody, be quiet. Let's take a ten minute smoke break." Yeah, which was something that was something that was mentioned in a bunch of places of trivia, being like, "You would never do not that." Not then, not with the, yeah. not with that type of submarine. You wouldn't have done that because you don't have any way to vent that smoke. You right, just, you just feel the submarine of smoke. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then um, to throw off the Nazis, we got to see a classic move that we've seen in other movies. They eject a bunch of clothing and trash and stuff from the torpedo tubes. And let this up is an weird. Oil slick. They they sent up dummies. They did make dummies, and why? I don't know why you would do why that. Why would you fucking make a dummy? Because if they looked at it, they'd be like, well, <laughs> um, dummy. that's oh. just like a pillowcase. They didn't even draw eyes on it. Yeah, all the, all the, the pillows that they hug when they sleep <laughs> has been come out of the submarine. Clearly, it's been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but then the Nazis like, are like, oh, we totally got them, like yeah. a bunch of chumps. Oh, my word. Ooh. Really? Ooh. I feel like we've not been talking that long, but whatever. Ooh. I've just enjoyed my, my Don't worry. Guess. Don't worry. There's not a whole... I mean, like, there's more love story and stuff. And there's only three There's only three of us. That's like, yeah. It's fine. But anyways, uh, Nazis buy it, and then... Yeah, I know. They just, like, blow up the freighter. I also loved it that Ward kept on being, like, so surprised by the captain's, like, different schemes. He's like, why would we do that? And then they yeah. send the stuff up, and he's like... He, and you can see in his face, he's like, oh, fucking genius, man. Yeah. This guy really knows what's going on. Whereas now we've seen like 800 films that do it. Like, yeah. yeah. Obviously, send it for an oil slick, whatever. Yeah. Like, dude, that's that's day one. Yeah. But anyways, they light the freighter up. They get back home. And then, oh boy, now it's time to get some fresh vegetables and oh. drink some milk and eat some butter. Yeah. So they're super celebrated because they were able to, And one of the things that they've also find out is like, there's a good chance. Oh, I guess this happens later. So they're macking on celery like crazy. Yeah. They like can't get enough of this fucking celery, which is weird because who likes celery? I like it in soups. Do you? You like I'm, it in soups like specifically? Yeah. Like it adds a little bit of texture, I guess. Well, it adds the, it adds the flavor. It's like celery and onions are like the base of a soup and mm. meat, obviously. How about you, Zach? You like celery? I like it with a little dab of peanut butter. Oh, no. But I'm more talking. of a cucumber guy myself. Oh, good call. I like cucumbers better, too. 
But anyways, they ask for a bunch of fresh fruit, a whole shitload of milk. They can't get enough of this, this fucking milk. And then, but then they bring out the fruit and there's like just a pile of it. And they're like, I'm going to destroy this fruit. Yeah. And anyways, the captain's saying he has to jet to Washington because they're going to like give him an award or some shit. And then this is when uh, Ward heads off and has that date. That's yeah. why I forgot about it. But also the most important part here of the B storyline is yeah. going on. Um, oh, Cobb's yeah. going to get promoted. Yes. And he but Cobb says no. Do you know, why, why did you say no? Because he has a heart condition, man. And he, he can't pass to, a physical. He wouldn't pass that physical. And it, he's like, oh, but you'd have to get a physical in six months anyways. And he's like, well, I'll, I'll deal with that later in, you know, whatever. And so, but, you know, Oliver, he's sitting there and he's like, why is this? Why are you doing this? And he's like, because I was a coward in World War One, I. I didn't go on a patrol. I got out of it. I pretended to be sick. Now I'm really sick, but that time I pretended to be sick. And the yeah. submarine went out and it fucking sunk. And I wasn't a hero and I'm still alive and that sucks. Dude, it's like Final Destination, man. Right. And so death has been chasing him this entire time. Mm-hmm. People and, have been dying in crazy accidents. We haven't even been mentioning it. Right. Almost exclusively because of Max' time when he was supposed to die. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. There was one time where there was a torpedo, right? And then you're like, oh, that's just a regular torpedo. But then a marble fell off of a part of the submarine and knocked the propeller, which then leaked some gas that lit on fire and a guy lit on fire. It's a full body burn. Incredible. It was a crazy scene. It was nuts. Yeah. And so anyways, he's like, Max, like, I got to do it. I got to not be a coward. And Oliver's like, okay, I'll keep you secret. Yeah. I'll keep you a secret, man. And we're like, this relationship's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'd like to learn more about it. Yeah. But anyways, then uh, when the captain gets back and gets his award or so whatever. This is, this is after the date that after we already have date. talked about. We talked a whole bunch about grandma yeah. was great, whatever. And uh, they're they're in the captain's quarters or whatever he's in. And, yeah, and he's telling he's like, them, I'm going to marry this chick. I love her, dude. She's yeah, the best. Like, I, got oh this, my I got this extra stripe. I'm ready to do it. Also, we're going back on patrol because they're pretty sure we found like a secret base. And so like they're super jazzed for us to go out and destroy it. Well, and I'm also wanna, excited to do that. Who wouldn't want to assault like, a secret drink, base? Drink all the milk you can right now because you got to do it. And also, I gotta, I'm going to marry this lady. He's like, and here's your picture. Just look at it. And he's like, oh shit, this lady I'm in love with. (laughs) No. And so then he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet her right now. And so Ward's like, "Eh, I gotta go. And he he runs over there real quick to the to the officers' quarters or whatever. Yeah. And is and meets with her and is like, uh, you got him. Like, this is my best friend. We are best friends. Uh, Yeah, we did one tour. We are inseparable. We are super best friends. And you gotta marry him. And she's like, what? I'm not even in love with him. I'm in love with you. And he's like, oh, man, it's going to destroy no him, though. Way. At least, you know, do it, like, later or something. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what he says. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, do now. that so you don't have to tell him and break his heart. And he's like, you just did. Because he's outside already. He just walked out. He's, like, looking at them. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Man. And so, anyways, jump, we smash cut over to their tour. And he's like... Pretty much pissed him because the accident. Well, he can, obviously, so Ward comes up and is like, "Hey, is there anything I can do?" And he's like, "You can fuck off." How about that? <laughs> I would. I would. <laughs> is that a direct quote? Direct quote. A nineteen forties submarine love story. Yeah. It's like, uh, and that's a direct order. Yeah. <laughs> So oh. they get to this base pretty quick. Yeah, they find it not so bad. They're kind of excited, like, "Oh man, we're never going to find this thing." And they're like, "Oh shit, there's a boat." And then there it is. The again, another time when the EXO is like, su- Ward is like super surprised. He's like, "Let's let's destroy it, man!" And the captain's like, "No, we're not going to destroy it." And he's like, "What? We're not going to destroy it? What a coward!" But then he's like, "We're going to follow it to the base." And you, the look on Ward's face is like, "Oh man, what a genius!" 
All right, we got to speed this up. Yeah. So, anyways, they had, they follow this boat. They get through the submarine nets. It's been a while since we had a submarine net. Yeah. They they do the classic move. They sneak in underneath the boat, in through the submarine nets. Yep. When they're pulled back, they got to go through a minefield. They do get snagged on a mine, but nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. Lame. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, anticlimactic there. And then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna send out a, a landing party. They're gonna blow up a bunch of stuff." And he's like, "Oh, Ward, you're gonna lead it because I want you to die." And Ward's like, "Ah, oh, shit." And then he's like, who else wants to go? Anyone who's not married. Uh, Ward, you're not married specifically because I know you're not married because you've been like after my future wife or whatever. And Ward's like, shit. And then a bunch of other people uh, volunteer, including Mac and Oliver. Yeah. So they head off and they go on like a little dinghy and they head to shore. The idea is that they're going to blow a bunch of stuff up and they have 30 minutes to get back because then they're going to be shooting torpedoes and they got a jet. Yeah. But otherwise, the submarine's going to stay on the bottom of the water until they hear the first explosion, and then they're going to start their torpedoes. Yeah. And they get to shore pretty quickly, and the thing that I thought was funny is they only have 30 minutes. When they get to shore, they're, like, talking about where they're going to go. They're, like, planning it. I'm like, you guys only have 30 minutes. You (laughs) should have been doing this, like, a long time ago. You guys are freaking me out. Yeah. So, anyways, they head up, and, and, you know, they're timing all these things. It seems super lax, and they're in the kind of the protection of this base but whatever it's like oh they got 70 seconds to get through this thing it's like oh that's a you know not yeah. protecting it very well so anyways they head up they set the the bombs to explode there's like a little bit of a shootout people start coming out but the explosions go off and these are gigantic explosions they are incredible explosions and there's fire everywhere the effects here are pretty amazing yeah just from the point of view it's like a mix of models and people and people on matte painting type of stuff and all kinds of things, basically throwing out all the stops. No wonder it won the Oscar because it looks really great. It does. This destruction of the base. Submarines blowing shit up. There's uh, a really cool picture of the submarine that I even put on our Twitter where it's rising up out of the water and you can see flames behind it. I was yeah. like, that is really cool. Everyone starts heading back and um, you know the uh, ward is like, we're going to be – I'm going to stay behind. I'm going to cover and then I'll, I'll join you guys. Mac and Oliver decide to stay behind. Because they're going to like, he, they realize they want to be heroes. Oliver's just naturally a hero. Mac wants to be a hero because he was a coward before. Yeah. And there's a bunch of times where Mac or Ward almost dies, but then Oliver helps out and they both almost die. But Mac helps out. Mac stays behind while they jump into the water to swim because they didn't catch the boat. Yeah. Or the dinghy to get it out there. And Mac ends up getting shot. But then it protects them again, does one last her- heroic deed before he dies. Before he f- falls off a cliff yeah, you would with think, a thud. Yeah, you would think that he would have died of a heart attack. But because yeah, but well, no, condition. he got shot. No, he got shot. So yeah. regardless of what he had, whether he had a heart condition, it mm. wouldn't really have mattered. It was more about becoming a hero, and he was. Yeah. So and anyways, meanwhile, the submarine is just blowing shit up like yeah. crazy. They are kicking some serious ass in this bay. Yeah, the raft... Gets there, everyone gets on, they're like, we got to go, it's 30 minutes, we can't wait for these people. And then as they're about to close the hatch, and cl- like the captain's basically trying to pull it closed, he's like, mm. no, 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 like, we got to yeah. get out of here. They're like, no, Ward's right there, I can actually see him. And they're like, nah, fuck. Yeah. And they're swimming, and they get them on board too. But as they're kind of trying to dive and stuff, uh, they actually get the, what the, the tele... Uh, Periscope. Periscope gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, we're done for because there's no way we can get out. And the captain, in one of the craziest things, is like, I'm going to stay up here. I'll be your periscope. <laughs> yeah. He's got like a microphone on. He's like, I'm ready to periscope the shit out of this thing. Yeah. He's like, dive to 30 feet, which is enough to keep him above the surface. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's still like, he's probably up to like his chest in water yeah. or whatever. And Freezing. so 
he is directing them where they it's can like in shoot. Greenland or something. Yeah. And dude, he's just, they look towards the submarine nets and there's a ship coming in and he just says, blow that thing yeah. up and gives them command. And it works. Yeah. It's incredible. It's crazy. And then they blow up, they do one last blow. They blow up the kind of the whole con tower of the, or the sail of the submarine. And you'd think he would have been killed. Well, yeah, the Nazis turn their guns on yeah. the sub and hit him. Yeah, but then he survives with only like a scratch in his arm. You know why? Why? Because when they bring him back down into the sub, they're like, let me give you some cigarettes. Oh, good. He's like, yeah, that's oh, right. dude, thank not, you. Not a sponsor. Cigarettes in general. <laughs> yeah. We're sponsored by cigarettes. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and so then they get home. Everyone is like really happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's like pretty jazzed that they they did what they were able to do. We see one last little scene. Our boy Ward and Gene, they're getting married. Yeah. And she's loaded now because he's got like a, a nice mink coat. Grandma's yeah. there like, you're getting all my money. Don't worry about it. Butler's there like, yeah, she has a butler. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. And then his uncle was there. Yeah. And Zach, what is, what's the conversation like with Ward and his uncle at the very end? Um, Really put me on the spot there, Kyle. <laughs> might have been, uh, might have been finding those really great Zach facts, and I might have missed missed this. So please refresh my memory. This this is where the uncle says, "Well, how do you think about those submarines now?" Oh, or he's like, right, "I bet yeah. you really want to get back on those PT boats." Oh, the, so, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know this. This is, this is when the whole recruiting part starts. <laughs> yeah. It's actually it's it's legitimately like a four minute scene of them recruiting for the navy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like PT boats. I now understand the role of every part of the navy in in the war effort. And they're showing PT these boat. glamorous shots of them like you know skimming over the water, and it's just. Man, they I make understand it look the nice. aircraft carriers that bring the airplanes to do that. <laughs> the cruisers that protect the aircraft carriers and the destroyers and the dreadnoughts and the super dreadnoughts that are really there to fight the war and, and the PT boats that, really, that are able to go out and, and destroy things. And the submarines, oh man, you better believe those submarines are out doing their duty. Oh boy, oh boy. And then buy your war bonds at this <laughs> yeah. theater. The end. And then just cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so apparently they even did recruiting at the theaters that it was uh, playing at. I'm not surprised to hear that. I'm not surprised at all, because once you came out of this thing, you'd be like, uh, I want a piece of that action. Yeah, dude. Straight no up. kidding. Oh, and also a captain has dick out or something at some point. You missed it, man. No, I didn't miss anything. I just did it. Oh, okay. There sure. we go. Sure. <laughs> well, you dude, could have had it when he was standing on top of the sub in the water. And he's got all shriveled because of how cold he was up there. Yeah. He's like, bring me down. But to, his wouldn't get shriveled because he's a captain, right? Bring, bring it up to 25 feet so my captain dick yeah. can recover. I'm experiencing shrinkage. She's like, oh man, oh no. Everyone's like freaking out. Yeah. I've had shrinkage before. Shrinkage, but the captain dick. <laughs> Think about his dick. <laughs> yeah. So I almost missed it. The problem is, is that Dewey was more or less cock blocked this entire film by Ward. By Ward. And that's not usually how we think of the captain exo dynamic. No, it's really no. not. So it just kind of threw me for Disgust a loop. Disgust me. Love. Love disgusts you. Yeah. Oh. Big time. All right, ready for some cretings? Yeah, Let's do it. Yeah, I can. I can go first. Do it. If you yeah, guys yeah, want? Yeah, yeah. I even like wrote out a review. So uh, let's hear it. Crash dive, crash dive from 1943. Crash dive. 
So for a film being made in the 40s, I think the visuals are extremely impressive. Very good. Which is, the miniature work was, I thought, excellent. The yep. shots of the sub I really actually enjoyed. Mm-hmm. There was one scene I remember in particular, which we didn't really mention, but the sub was surfacing, and it looked like they had an underwater camera or something mounted to the deck of the sub, and you got to see it all come up. And I was yep. like, that is pretty slick. Also, the beginning of the movie when the PT boats were rolling in, save those stranded survivors... Those shots were pretty incredible, too. And they were really using those PT boats for quite a bit. And I also really liked it when they were fighting the Nazis on their first mission, like seeing the freighter, especially that flag shoot up. And uh, (laughs) just like the sides flip down, all the cannons and everything, I thought that was just like great. And, dude, literally the end of the movie, the action, I thought, was incredible when they... Get on the land. There's so many explosions going on. The only thing I think it could have really benefited from with like today's technology would be the sound. I think the sound could have mm-hmm. been a lot better. But well, and also some of the green screen stuff would have looked better nowadays. True, but I mean, it's what you got to do. I mean, they, it was so, so dynamic all the effects that they were trying to do and bringing together models and people and places and all these things. Yeah, and using real like PT boats. But obviously, the actors were only going to be in certain a small number of scenes on the PT boats. Right. Um, that it's hard to do that kind of stuff. It is. Back in 1943. No I, know, I know from experience because I made a movie in 1943 and it was tough. I bet. Let me tell you. Uh, but what did fall short for me, which is probably for a lot of people, was the love story. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think, I know we talk about things aging well. I don't think this really aged well <laughs> at all. Didn't, it did not. <laughs> yeah. why, why not, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> Seemed pretty forced and uh, yeah, uh, a she, little aggressive and he, really stalkerish. He tricked her <laughs> yeah. into loving him, which is strange. Yeah, and that that was intertwined throughout the entire movie. Um, but did we need the dynamic between the captain and the XO? I don't know. Very classic, very classic movie. Yeah, in that regard, the love triangle, especially the military love triangle, is such like a classic storyline. Oh, yeah. Got to have it. But I did. I did like the scene though where he. Basically told his grandma, like, hey, thanks for dinner, but get the hell out of yeah. here. I'm trying to do something. Old lady, you're cramping my style. Yeah. it's And we didn't see much of her, like, interacting with the captain, but the captain was like, I'm going to marry this woman, and we're so in love. But anyways, another thing that really threw me off was how similar the guys look. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad, that, <laughs> I'm glad that you had that problem, too, because I was like, maybe... Maybe something's wrong with me. But yeah, maybe I, you're maybe you're racist. Yeah, I'm like tall, I can't. Tall, handsome, cleft chinned, uh, dark haired guys. White guys. Yeah. You're, you're like I cannot tell the difference between you. Yeah, they all look the same. That's why you can't tell the difference between me and other tall, uh, dark haired, handsome people. Exactly. Right. Um, but the action when it was there was great. Yep. Loved it. And especially for 43. I didn't feel like I was watching a movie from 43. I agree with that. It was in color, which was great, too, for a movie this time. I'm going to go ahead and give this a 7. Nice. Nice. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to be doing the second one. I'm going to come in a little higher than you. I'm going to come in with a a 7.5. Whoa. Because I did like the acting. One thing that I always find when I watch these older films is that oftentimes the actresses, I just feel like... This is a pretty famous actress, Ann Baxter, but I feel like it's just like so underrated. And you hear so many stories of the kind of like Hollywood system chewing out or yeah, chewing up and spitting out uh, these actresses back in the day, kind of like ch- trading in for the younger models kind of stuff. 
but God, some of them are just, they're, they're like so amazing as actresses. And I thought she was really, really good. Um, and I like the other actors as well. I really like the action. I really like the visuals. I agree. The love story is probably what was the weakest. Yeah. It needed to be, it needed to be tightened up. It, it really dominated the movie, which was kind of crazy. I wish there was less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More sub, yeah. less yep. that. Which, and it's funny for it being like saying that we wanted less of it is because you still didn't get a great picture of certain aspects of it. As you say, you didn't really see a good picture of the relationship of the captain and her. And you don't get a great idea of exactly them falling in love. I mean, it, it, a lot of it's just these very long dates and stuff like that. And yeah. it seems like everything's kind of founded on money, which is a little weird for your love story where it's like it maybe true trade in the captain who's poor for the very rich, very clearly wealthy XO who takes her out to extravagant parties. Uh, seems a little strange, but um, overall I thought it was, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought the storyline was quite good. The acting was quite good. Visuals were quite good. Um, the action at the end uh, and how it kind of played out with this climactic scene I thought was really good. So I enjoyed myself. And we got seven and a half. All right. Yeah. Okay. So then normally this is the part of the episode when I come in and say how I hate older movies and I give something like this a three, but I'm not going to do it this time. So I started watching Whoa. this at the gym today and, <clears throat> and then I got back and I had dinner and I finished up the uh, last like 30 minutes of it. And you guys kind of touched on everything, but I, I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I thought the effects were great. Kyle, I think you said it did not feel like a movie from 1943. And that's exactly how I felt. I'm like, man, this movie's better than some of these movies in the 60s we were watching. Oh, for yeah. sure. Better than some from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I like about Neptune Factor. <laughs> Neptune Factor, my friends. I liked how we got some action, like not big action, but some, you know, some ocean scenes, some sub scenes in the beginning. The romance definitely dragged. I didn't really care too much about it. And that guy was creepy AF. But, you know, the ending really saved it. I love the action, love the effects. Um, and then, you know, I really feel like joined the Navy. So. That's right. Yeah. We all joined the Navy. Yeah, all in all, I'd say this is a good ride, a good trip. And, you know, you know, I'm going to give it a, a good old-fashioned Zach. I mean, would I ever watch it again? No. So let's say six. Oh, wow. That is surprisingly high for you. Yeah, yeah but, you know, love's in the air. So it is spring. Love is in the air. Oh. So I'll be generous. Very true. All right. Should we get some trivia? We should, because I think we're running a little long on this episode. Uh, we can't. It's not possible. <laughs> the submarine primarily featured as the Corsair is the experimental USS Marlin, SS-205, with a conning tower modified to resemble her sister, USS Mackerel, SS-204. And those are both Mackerel-class submarines. Mackerel. Yep. Uh, a few O-class and R-class submarines built in World War One and used for training in World War II are visible in the background of some shots. Because of security reasons, no submarine classes that were actually being used in combat in World War II appeared in the film. And that's why you get experimental submarines and these older classes of submarines seen in the film almost exclusively. Uh, the USS Semis, AG24EXDD189, rolls off the tongue, tongue is uh, seen in one shot. Um... And yeah, so there's uh, probably not a huge number of good technicolor views of a four-stack destroyer. So that's actually like a pretty important shot that they had of the U.S. as uh, semis. Uh, as we said, the picture received an Academy Award for special effects. Um, John Payne and Randolph Scott were originally set to star 
So those are two famous actors that you guys obviously know, so we won't talk any more about them. Right. Yeah, you're just like huge fans of John Payne and Randolph Scott. This was the final film for Tyron Power prior to Power, which was he played Ward uh, prior to entering military service as a private. Um, so he was credited in the film as Tyrone Power USMCR uh, because he's in the U.S. Marine Corps Reserves. Hmm. And then on the 1st of October 1942, he was allowed to defer in order to do this movie and it finished shooting in mid-November 1942. And then he went into the Army and he didn't make a movie until 1946 when he was in The Razor's Edge. Huh. Um, he actually ended up dying at a very young age. He died at 44 from a heart attack while filming a film. Really? Yep. That's terrible. A lot of this is kind of like a common story for these this, movies of this time. According to Hollywood reporter William Perlberg was originally going to be a producer, but uh, he joined the Marine Corps. So Milton Sperling produced instead. Um, the movie had two working titles, Submarine School, rate it. Submarine School? That's, that was the other name of it? That's a one one possible working title. I'd give oh. that like a, a three. Yeah, and then SS one one one. SS one eleven. That's like a one. <laughs> and then they even when they had crash dive, they wanted to potentially change it because people the producers were concerned that they would think it was a um airplane movie. Oh, fair don't, enough. Don't yeah. worry, I, I got another one that, that uh you must have missed too, Jamie. So Oh, is there another name? Yeah. There's one more. Oh, okay. I must have missed one. Uh, the movie represents one of the select few of World War II submarine movies that have won uh, Academy Award in technical category. Um, so Crash Dive, The Enemy Below, Torpedo Run, uh, U571. Oh, Torpedo Run. Ooh. And then uh, Hunt for October also won one Oscar, as well as uh, 49th Parallel. Uh, and then, of course, there was Best Picture for Hunter Killer starring Ger- Gerard Butler. Obviously. Right. Easy. Everybody knows that, Easy. though. Yeah. As I mentioned, just to be very clear, the later pictures Crash Dive and Crash Dive 2 are not remakes of this film. No way. Because you watch them and you think... Believe it or not, yeah. Classic. Yeah, believe it or not, they merely all share being submarine movies. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say in the IMDb. That's really Uh, what it says. That's what it says, yeah, yeah. Oh, my (laughs) word. All right. All right, the film utilizes an oft-used storyline of the war movie genre, the love triangle, which has two soldiers in love with the same girl. In fact, it was the plot of the first Best Picture winner, Wings. But that was Wings. it with airplanes. And it was also the plot of the equally good film, Wait, Pearl Harbor. Wait, did you say airplanes? Yeah, airplanes. Gosh, dude, I wish it was about like a wing restaurant. Or, or like a Nantucket uh, airport. Oh, yeah. Wings. Kyle, that could be um, a movie. It's called Wings, and it's about two guys that go to a bar and the female waitress. Boom. Oh, my word, and they fall in is. love. Yeah. Oh, love triangle. There we go. How's it end? That's for you. A lot of wing sauce. Tell you that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, what other cases of love triangles would have done well with this love triangle? So, we're replacing all three actors, two actors and the actress, with this set of love triangles and how would they have done? City Slickers. Good call. Uh, Hugh Grant, Colin Firth, Renee Zellweger from Bridget Jones. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I mean, obviously, Colin Firth is the captain. Yeah. Hugh Grant is the smarmy stalker and then renee zellweger is the teacher i could see hugh grant like laying in that bed in the train <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. couldn't you zach or no younger it had to be I actually younger think that's really hugh great grant. <laughs> yeah yeah more yeah. from bridget jones one rather than bridget yeah. jones three that's what you're saying <laughs> what about uh taylor lautner robert pattinson and christian stewart from twilight oh god you mean Kristen? Kristen, yeah sorry christian stewart, christian stewart. <laughs> 
her male counterpart. Um, if it's if that if, if if that's the cast and they turn this into a vampire movie, then sure, why not? Now you're in. Oh, <laughs> a sub vampire movie? Well, that's you also be clear. It's, it's not just a vampire movie; it's a vampire werewolf movie. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my word! And then remember. they could really be at odds on a sub. Yeah. Ooh. Now Full this moon. is one that I that I thought actually made some sense for this because Ben Stiller, Ethan Hawke, Winona Ryder oh, from God. Reality Bites. That <laughs> one actually is kind of similar to this. Ben Stiller really is like the captain type character. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke is very much like more of the smarmy character in that. And Winona Ryder is trying to decide between the two. I have never heard of this movie. You don't know what a Reality Bites is? No. Do you know it, Zach? Yeah. Yeah. I like Winona Ryder and Ben Stiller a lot. What about Josh Hartnett, Chris Klein, and Lily Sobieski in Here on Earth? Chris the Klein. best movie that's ever made. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously in this case, Josh Hartnett is the captain. Chris Klein is the rebel. Oh. Uh, XO. And then Lily Sobieski is the teacher. Oh, boy. And she has knee cancer. Oh, no. And she's going to she, – now she's sick again. Oh, no. <laughs> Great. That's from Here on Earth. That's she has that, knee cancer? That's the, that's the plot of Here on Earth. Knee cancer. Well, she has bone cancer. <laughs> God, I like, yeah, I like, the, three I like times. the knee cancer better. <laughs> okay, and then finally, the best one: uh, Ed Harris, Ed Harris, and Meryl Streep. Now, sure, yeah, that was a film not? called Op- Operation Love, where Ed Harris played a pair of twins. So one is a brain surgeon, the other is a deadbeat stoner. Oh boy, he's like really stretching his acting chops there. But both fall in love with a- a Meryl Streep's character, and she runs a, a grease factory. Um, so. In the end, Ed Harris up buys his twin brother, but it backfires because the operation turns him into a super genius. And he's able to totally revamp this grease factory, make it profitable again, yeah. and stop the evil grease tycoon, played by Tim Curry, duh, oh. uh, who's trying to buy the factory. And he ultimately <laughs> wins Streep's effect- affections. <laughs> and this obviously won Best Picture. So, I would, I'd watch that. I'd watch that a hundred times. I'd so you watch I that just, film, or do you want to replace the cast? Film. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not, we're not replacing the cast of this film. We're just going to watch that film. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess it'd, it'd pretty much be the same because we were basically thought we were watching the same person on screen for yeah, most of the movie. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like, it could have been played by the same person. We would just wouldn't have known. So it. maybe we had Ed Harris with long hair or something. Yeah, he's a stoner. Just a yeah. light yeah. wig. <laughs> <laughs> Platinum blonde. Yeah. All right. And then it was actually kind of a hard Phantom Zone this time. No, but you probably did it. Yeah. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So it's hard to find a definite starting point. One of the main characters, Dewey, so our, our captain, Dewey, uh, is played by Dana Andrews, who was also in the 1965 film In Harm's Way. So he was in actually a few films that mention submarines, but a lot of them are like, you know, hunting submarines. So it's like, oh, you, you know, U-boats after them and attacks the boat and it sinks and stuff like that. So probably you see a U-boat, but very briefly or whatever in this case it's not super submarine centric but it involves a bunch of anti-submarine stuff and then the main character has to go on a submarine in order to spy on the japanese so it does seem like he's on a submarine at one point so i'll take it and is so that super- uh, starring john wayne and kirk douglas yes so then it's super easy from there since kirk douglas is in that one and obviously we saw him in Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea he was ned land um and from there we can just use that and it's kind of interesting because i went back we watched that one so long ago that it wasn't called Phantom Zone at that point yet. I called it Six Degrees of Separation or something. Ooh. And then uh, it involves Teru Shimada, duh, obviously. 
Oh. So, so long ago that I, Terry Shimada was like in every single cycle of, of Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of great ones. And that's when I detailed like Neptune Factor and Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea and stuff like that. It was the first time I had seen those films or heard of those films. Yeah. And, and I, that's how we I, found so many of those films. Because I used them in the Phantom Zone. Incredible. So, so there we go. That's the end of that one. Loved it. Absolutely stunning. Oh. Thank what a you. Glowing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's it's sub sub world world wide wide wide. Did, you didn't do a macro class, did you? I did not. Ah. That'd be way too easy. Mm. Um, so in this submarine movie, what did we hear about the most? Uh, PT boats. Yes. So this is actually not subs worldwide. This is PT boats worldwide. Whoa. I do not like this. I know. I had, dude, they talked about them so many times. I just had to use them. Valid. So the PT boat, anybody know what it's condensed, what the PT stands for? No. Private tubes. Exactly. Patrol torpedo. Perfect. It is a fast attack vessel. And what made it so popular, it was very maneuverable and inexpensive. These were used to fight warships, tankers, transports, barges, and sampons. But wait, wait, wait. Do they... What? No submarines? I did not mention submarines. Liars! They probably did. Oh, okay. Because they were so good. Yeah, we'll just (laughs) say that. Um, So the... I think they even mentioned this in the movie. The United States did mention or nickname these boats the Mosquito Fleet. Oh. I think they might have called them a Mosquito Boat at one point. Uh, and the Japanese referred to them as devil boats. Ah, because they're so good. Yeah. Oh, those devils. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the original design was created by W. Albert Hickman, who designed the sea sled. At first, the idea was shot down by both the U.S. and the U.K., but Hickman persevered and kept improving the boat, and eventually General Board, the General Board of the U.S. Navy commissioned one of his designs. And they had the C-378 model. And listen to this. This sounds so dangerous. Um, it's like it's not a V-hull. It's an inverse V-hull. So mm. it's actually what like modern-day catamarans are based off of. Oh. But it hit a top speed of 37 knots, which equals 43 miles per hour, held an average speed of 34.5 knots, which is... Just under 40 miles an hour. Quick, quick question. Yeah. Think you could run that fast? Never. Oh. Uh, during a storm, so that fast, during a storm with 12 to 14 foot waves. Can you imagine whipping around at 40 miles an hour? That'd be intense, <laughs> waves dude. In? <laughs> I can't even imagine that. The, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so these, these were actually routinely used by the Army and Navy... Not for attack boats, but for, like, rescue purposes and what's the word I'm looking for? Like, ferrying things around. The Navy eventually held a contest for the best design for a new PT boat, but said it cannot be Hickman's sea sled. Oh, shit. And the guy who won the contest... Was Hickman. No. (laughs) The guy who won the contest, George Crouch, said that the sea sled was far superior to any of the designs. (laughs) But they still didn't go with it. That's weird. Hickman must have been an asshole or something. Oh, I'll get into him a little bit later. But um, so the main weapons for the PT, there's all kinds of variations of these things. But some of the main weapons were two to four Mark 8 torpedoes that each weighed 2,600 pounds. 
and they contained a 466-pound TNT warhead. There were later boats that like went with a lighter torpedo. But and, and one that went with a nuclear torpedo. There should have been. Uh, these were launched by our classic 21-inch torpedo tube. Great. Duh. Yeah, obviously. And the torpedoes at a range of 1,600 yards at 36 knots. It's kind of funny if you were in one of these boats, you could outrun a torpedo, which would be really funny. To, to be <laughs> just watching. go right away from it. <laughs> yeah, like holy shit, just turn around, let's go. <laughs> or you shoot, you shoot your shoot your torpedo, and then you like you run go alongside around it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it also had two twin M two fifty cal guns, and like I said, there were many variations. Some had thirty cal machine guns mounted, and it seems like when they were. Looking what to outfit these boats with, they were just kind of screwing around. So, and they were scrapped, like taking things from scrapped vehicles and like slapping them on them. So, there was one boat that actually took a uh, 37 millimeter anti tank gun, strapped it to two by eight boards, and placed it on the bow of their boat. Hmm. And we're using that, um, which eventually like became a one of the things. And then an Oldsmobile M4 aircraft cannon was taken from a P-39 era Cobra wreck, which sounds awesome. I wish it was just the yeah. air Cobra. Uh, and they used that on one of the boats and found out it worked pretty well. And so then, like, they would send them to the factory and they'd put these things on. Uh, and they've been credited with sinking warships and would usually attack at night, mm. which led to some friendly fire situations um, between them Boats, aircraft, seagulls, <laughs> everything, really. Yeah. Fish. And so with the Hickman design, I was trying to figure out why were they so against this guy? Why didn't why didn't they want this design? He's from Nova Scotia. Ah, there it is. <laughs> right away. That's what I thought. Um, he earned a marine engineering degree from Harvard in 1899. Oh. He, that sounds pretty good, though. Yeah. He was highly intelligent. Well, okay but did not deal well with people who were less intelligent than him. And this Oops. would always irritate everybody. So like you said, he's probably an asshole. He's a giant asshole. That's what I'm guessing, is they're just like, we're not dealing with that guy. And like I had mentioned before, the sea sled is where we actually get the basis for catamarans and tunnel hole boats today. He became a cat- catamaran okay. tycoon. Yeah. He's probably in a catamaran right now. Well, I mean, he did graduate from Harvard. Patrol. Yeah, I was <laughs> He did, he did graduate from Harvard in 1899, so I'm not sure he's uh, doing much in catamarans at the moment. Probably not. Yeah. All right. Zach. So before bring this we, guy home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we get into oh. some facts, um, I'm going to do a little quick shout out to, uh, you know, I was bored one day and I was like, what can I find on the Google App Store with submarines? And I found a developer called Leaf Green. And you might have heard of Leaf Green's, some of their top apps, such as Hawk Sounds puppy wallpapers and explosion sounds but you might not have known they you might not have known they have one called submarine sounds and this is a free app and if you and we're going to give you a little taste right now not a sponsor by the way or is it have you whoa that's some solid sound whoa that's pretty good yeah Oh, is that is that the crushing of the hull? Yeah. Yep. You got it. You got it. So that was just a sample of three out of their eight. 
how much are you getting paid for it? Absolutely nothing. Whoa. I know. Yet. Yet. So go to your next party with your friends and say like, don't worry, guys, I got the sound for this. And play your <laughs> submarine sounds brought to you by Leaf Green. Not a sponsor. There's a surprising amount of apps, just submarines. I know. That's, wow. That was the There's highest rated one. Yeah, the 3.7. All right. Well, I can yeah. believe it because those sounds are pretty good. <laughs> Their glass breaking sound is rated a 4.3. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. So um, is that it, guys? That's it, man. Well, then we have a... Is Zach Fax or Hey! No? Oh! Finally! No way! Do, 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 do. Zach Fax, it's Zach Fax. When you're going down, get some Zach Fax. When you're going down. So we've got three Zach Fax for Crash Dive. Um, so after this movie released, the Navy saw an increase of 69% in recruitment. Oh, wow. Take that, Jeopardy. Very, very specific. <laughs> very you better, you better premise that for uh, people who don't know what's going on with Jeopardy in 69. Yeah, they just made it so you're, you're not allowed to bet $69 in Final Jeopardy anymore, which oh, is bullshit. stupid. I, I'm going to love the time when someone needs to just bet $69 to guarantee a win. <laughs> and then they're like, I'm sorry, you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's... That's absolutely seventy insane. and lose. Yeah, they, they bet seventy and lose, and they're like, "God damn it!" <laughs> like, how many people were bet, betting sixty nine dollars? Like, how many complaints were they receiving? Like, what? It's just a head. It's just a head off Gronkowski being on Jeopardy. Probably <laughs> they saw probably. they saw him on the schedule for Celebrity Jeopardy, and they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know what he's gonna guess? Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Every double Jeopardy, every final, and then final Jeopardy, he's betting sixty nine. We better have this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, two more facts. Kyle, what was the name of the director again? Oh, let me see. Archie now Mayo, right? right? Archie Mayo. Archie Mayo. Archie Mayo was quoted in an interview as saying, one day a group of guys will talk about this movie. That's true. That is very true. And what a prediction. Is today that day? Uh, do we count as a group? Are, are we guys? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're dudes. Dudes. Oh. With a Z, actually. Or bros. Bros also with a Z. Oh, man. That'd look like bras. That would be too much. It'd be like bras, like the boss. Like yeah. Brian Bosworth. And the last. I think, fact. I think we do fit that description, though. Oh, yeah. do we? We, okay. we fit the description okay. of Brian Bosworth. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> the last fact to wrap up this hour long episode. <laughs> So we mentioned er earlier different titles. Well, we missed one er title, and this was Two Guys, a Girl, and a Submarine. Two Guys, yep, check. A Girl, yep, check. check. And a Submarine, oh, it checks out. Oh, Boom. my word. Boom. There it is. And there it is. Boom, there, there it is. is. Boom, there it is. <laughs> Dude, now that would be a good title. I like it. Certainly better than Submarine School. <laughs> submarine School would legitimately be the one. It'd be like Rodney Dangerfield. That would be like <laughs> to go back to Submarine yeah. School. I get doesn't no get respect. any respect. No respect down here. <laughs> no respect for yeah. Rodney Dangerfield at Submarine School. 5,000 miles on. away from home. Still no respect. <laughs> when he's great impression. When he's just... assaulting the uh, base. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back Ski School. That'd be back, good. Yeah. 
It'd be like, oh man, this like evil tycoon wants to take over the submarine school. We got to turn it into a bikini submarine school in order to attract. And all of a sudden they start doing great business um, yeah. because of the bikinis, obviously. Obviously. And then, yeah, they, they stopped the evil developer slash tycoon. All right. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes. 